morning, everybody. Y'all doing good? Everybody okay? Anybody watch the Tech game last night, yesterday? That's some Texas fans. I can just tell. Those are Texas fans. Let me go ahead and pray for them right now. Just, I'm just playing. I hope everybody's doing well, though. I know there's a lot of people just being sick, right? COVID, strep. I mean, the list goes on. Even my, my family, it's every, every week it was a different kid. Last year, our kids were in the nurse's office like twice a week. So the nurse would just call me like, hey, I don't even want to call you, but you, you know your daughter's in here. I'm like, which one is it? But pray your family's doing well and things are going well for you. You know, last week we talked about honest prayers, that God wants us to bring our mess, right, our emotions, all the things that we are struggling with and, and give them to him. And, you know, our honesty isn't something that God is afraid of. It's something he wants to give us. And, you know, the Bible has a specific prayer language to pray about through this. It is called lamenting or to lament. And that when we pray this way, our brokenness, we can find that endurance, the healing that we need. And so it's, it's not a scary thing to do. But I want to continue for us to grow in our prayer life, to grow in our prayer arsenal uh, by today. I'll talk about another way to pray. And as you see on the screen, it's called authoritative praying. Okay, that's big words for me. I don't know about y'all, but this is a big word. And it simply means that this prayer got some power to it, okay? It's going to pack a punch. It's going to have some umph to it. It means that when you, when you say these prayers, when you pray this way, it's going to get done. It's not a matter if it will happen. And, you know, it gives you the ability to overcome your shortcomings. It, it gives you what you need in times of, of trouble. But, man, these are reliable, trustworthy ways that we could be praying. And, but to access it, though, we have to understand we have to come under authority. And that's something we all struggle with at times. You know, we all want to be the boss, right? We want to be in control. But I, I want us to start off praying to put ourselves in a posture to receive, to be ready to be under his authority. So if you just join me praying. Father, I just thank you um, that it doesn't matter what gets presented in front of us. Uh, you conquer all challenges. And so, Lord, just help us put our hearts, our minds in a posture to receive from you this morning and a posture to access the, the keys to the kingdom, your authority, Lord. And uh, Father, it's something that you want to pass on to us, but it's something as times we struggle with uh, of speaking and praying into. And so, Lord, I just pray this morning that we would all receive your word, that it would help us pray prayers that are not safe, but prayers that are dangerously powerful against the enemy. And so, Father, I just thank you uh, for the ways that you help us combat these things that are not of this world. Oftentimes we want to fight things a certain way, Lord, but you give us such a better way. And so help us remove ourselves and pick up what you have. So, Father, I just thank you. We love you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. You see, before you gain authority, right, before you can access it, you have to understand what it is, who has it, and how to obtain it. And then once you understand those things, then you could go and you could get it and you could start to use it. But what is authority. Well, we're going to have it on the screen here. It's a definition. It's the power or the right to give orders, to make decisions that enforce obedience. 
That's what authority is. It, it's simply saying, hey, man, what I say here is going to get done, and there's no other options to it. There's no way around it. And when we think about how to uh, gain or obtain authority, we usually think, okay, usually you got to be a position, you got to have a certain title to have a certain authority, or, you know, you, you got to work your way into these things. And so a lot of times with those things in our mind, we think, okay, when it comes to God's authority, that's the same way that we can gain it. The same way we do in the world is what we do with God, but the truth is they are very different. You see, the authority of the world has limits. It can only affect some people, not all people. But God's authority, it puts limits on the world, and it can affect everybody. The world's limits, right, the world's authority can be accessed many different ways. You can work for it. It can be given to you through different positions. But God's authority could only come through one way. You see, we live in a world where we can see God's authority at work. But the thing is, just because you can see it being at work in the world doesn't mean that you can use the world to access it, to gain it. There's got to be a different approach, and we have to come to an understanding of that. It's going to take a biblical approach to receive God's authority. That means it can't be done the way we think it's been done. we got to do it the way God says it has to be done. And I want us to read in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 today, as the word of God speaks about authority, specifically his. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting at verse 27, it says, For the scriptures say, God has put all things under his authority. Of course, when it says all things are under his authority, that does not include God himself, who gave Christ his authority. Then when all things are under his authority, the Son will put himself under God's authority, so that God, who gave his Son authority over all things, will be utterly supreme over everything, everywhere. That simply means God's in control, church. God got all the authority, okay? And he could choose to use it and give it to whoever he pleases. But what we see here is he's very specific about it, right? He says, you're going to have to go to my son if you want to access it. My son got my authority. There was a time that Jesus... Right, he was meeting with the disciples. This is after he was crucified and he was raised from the tomb. And uh, the disciples started seeing him before he went to go and be in heaven with the Father. And Jesus told him, hey, I want y'all to go meet me on this mountain. I want to share some things with you. And in Matthew 28, we're going to read something that Jesus shared with them that I want you to be in realizing today and right in your heart. But in Matthew 28, verse 18, it says, Jesus came and he told his disciples, I have been given all authority and in heaven and on earth, all authority. So you see the kingdom of authority, God's authority is found in God, but it's found in his son, Jesus. So to access it, you're going to have to go to Jesus. There's no way around that. But that's something we struggle with, right? We think surely I could go about it this way and I could access God's authority. There's multiple ways to do it in the world, so I can do the same thing when it comes to God, but that ain't the truth. What happens when we go about things this way is we end up denying the authority of God in our life. So when we're praying those prayers, we're like, God, you said if I pray, you're going to move this mountain. God's like, well, I did say that, but this is how you're going to apply it. Yeah, you got to get started with that. God, where you at? You 
you said I did these things. Start tripping on God. You thinking that God don't have these things. Now, there's some that don't have these things, but church, the truth is God don't got no issues, okay? He don't have an availability issue. He ain't got a supply issue. God ain't got an issue. Y'all want to know what the issue is? It's me. It's you. It's thinking that we could obtain things the same way that we do in the world when it comes to God. So we, you know, he ain't got no issue, but we do. So the reason that we find ourselves lacking in God's authority and God's power when we're praying is because we're trying to do it our way versus his. And we're thinking we're going to accomplish the mission, man. When all we're doing is canceling ourselves out. That's hard to come to, though, because we get so entangled with the world and the way our upbringing, and it just affects our mindset, how we do things. But church, we got to learn that today. I want you to take this away today. If you, if you want to really access God's authority in your life, in your situations, you're going to have to come under Jesus' authority. It's that simple. Jesus was again talking to the disciples another time when he was addressing them about authority. And I want to read something in John chapter 14, starting at verse 12. It says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. It all starts with us placing our faith, our belief in Jesus, coming under Jesus and his authority. Once we do that, man, we have the potential to see God's authority move in every situation in our life. It doesn't matter how complex it is. It doesn't matter the difficulty, the depth of it. it, it none of that matters. It don't matter the background, none of it. God's authority has the, man, invitation to change everything. But it isn't a free pass to be selfish. It isn't a buffet that you could go and make things your way and just fill up on all the things that you desire. That's not what his authority is going to accomplish. You see, as you grow in your relationship with Jesus, what you're going to learn is things aren't going to be the way that you want. But when you're praying, you want to pray according to God's will, not your own. A lot of times we got some selfish prayers. We're some selfish people. We're always looking at ourselves, me, 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 me. But as you grow in that relationship with Jesus, even in the middle of your mess, God's going to show you that what it looks like affecting everyone else. A lot of times at the end of our prayer, you might hear somebody say, in Jesus' name we pray. A lot of times I think sometimes we think that's the final. If I put that on my prayer... I'm good, right? That's, that's like the key to unlock it. Church, did you know the reason that we say that at the end of our prayers? Because we want to align our hearts, our prayers with God's will. That's what it's about. Realigning yourself. Because you know what happens when you're aligned and you're praying with God's will? It gets done. It's not a question if it will happen. It's, it's going to happen. What did Jesus say? He said, I will do it. And he said it not once, he said it twice. I will do it. When you read the Gospels of Matthew and Mark and Luke and John, and you read about the things that Jesus did, you'd be like, man, he did some incredible things. 
Jesus said that I could do these things and even greater works, it, it, it could be hard to grasp at times because you think, man, there's no way that God's going to use me like that, that he would actually show up and do that. But he will. It's all about accessing his authority, his power, and praying through it. We struggle with that, though, because what are we taught? You got to respect authority, right? A lot of times we, we struggle with that, just respecting authority. So we think, okay, man, I got to respect this person, and it is what it is. There's, there's no point in me trying to pray that a change will come if this is what I'm supposed to respect and supposed to receive. But church, that's the thing about God's authority, God's power. He's not saying that you shouldn't disrespect authority. But he's saying when you call on his name, when you align it with his will, when you actually pray these things, you can impose change. You can influence things to be reshaped. That's what God's power can do. We often limit what we are capable of doing through Jesus. Too many times we just accept things as they are. We say, okay, this is the hand I'm dealt. I guess this is what it is. God, would you give me the strength? Would you give me the the power to endure? Would you, would you help provide the things that are needed to get through this? But church, what if you actually pray with God's authority in your situation? Not only can you get those things, but you have the power to change them completely. Man, I'm telling you, church, we need to learn how to pray with God's authority. It could rearrange our whole situation. You know, one day Jesus was talking with the disciples again, and he was trying to make them grasp who he was and who they are in him. And he told them, man, who do y'all say I am? I hear what the streets are saying about me, right? The streets are saying I'm this person, I'm that person. Who do you say I am? The disciples all just kind of looking at each other, kind of quiet. I don't know if you could guess who spoke up, Peter. Peter's like, you Christ. You're the son of man. You're the son of God. That's who you are. And Jesus told him, blessed are you, Peter. You're right. I want to read what he continues to tell Peter in, in Matthew 16. At verse 18, he tells him, I say this to you, that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth, will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosened in heaven. You see, when we fall under Jesus' authority, we gain access to the keys of heaven. Man, that's powerful, church. That means all these things that are coming against you, what does it say? It won't prevail. It can't beat you. It can't conquer you. In fact, God's going to use it to build you up, to build his church up, and he's going to do some amazing things through you. But what's something else that we just read that we learned? I want you to take this away today, that Jesus gives us the authority to bind and loose. And you're like, I don't know what that means, Pastor. Man, this simply means that we can impose God's will in our life in a way that could bring some restraint to a situation, that could set free a situation. That's pretty powerful when you really think about it. Because there's some things that we need broken off of us that we hold on to tightly. There are some things that are out of control in our life that we need to rein in. And God's saying, man, when you access my authority, you can do those things. You can make that thing possible. And a lot of times we think, I can't. 
You're right, you can't, but God can. And his word said that you could do it through his son. So you don't always have to accept things to be just the way that they are. That ain't your only option. Jesus is trying to let us know, hey, man, through me, I'm going to give you the authorization to change your situation. I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom to unleash the kingdom. So why do we struggle unleashing the kingdom in our life? Why don't we pray with this authority, with this power that Jesus is trying to pass on to us? I don't know if you just read these things, but he didn't leave the church powerless. He didn't leave his kids powerless. You see, the problem is we frequently don't understand who we are in him. We don't even use the resources that he makes available. We, we just used to MacGyver in it, right? Okay, this is the stuff I got. I'm going to make a way with this. It's, it is what it is. But what happened when Peter realized who Jesus was, when who he was in him, and unlocked everything for him? I don't know if you have recently heard the news, right? I'm sure you did. Queen Elizabeth died. Last night we were starting to talk about it. They were like, man, I've seen that everywhere, right? The queen died. Well, if you know anything about kingdoms, right, if you're a representative, if you're a part of a kingdom, that means everywhere that you go, you have that authority with you. You have that influence with you. You are connected to the larger power anywhere you go. And that gives you the authority and the power to use it when you need to. So whenever it's necessary, you can say, man, I'm part of the kingdom. We're making this happen right now, and it happens. Church, you have the keys to the kingdom keys this world isn't supposed to be ruling you you are supposed to be ruling this world you're supposed to be using the keys utilizing them the keys you know you're never going to rule the world of your relationships of your finances of your employment all these different things that the world places on us you're never going to rule those things if you're trying to do them the world's way but you have some keys, church. Some keys, plural. I don't know if you caught what Jesus told him. He said, the gates of Hades. In another translation, it says the gates of hell. He's trying to let us know, look, man, the enemy is going to set up multiple things to come against you to prevent you from accessing what God has for you. But he gives you a key to get through it. And he don't give you just one key. He gives you every key necessary to get through it. Church, we got to use the keys. Is anybody used, ready to use their keys in your situation right now? In your finances? In that relationship with that difficult person at work with that coworker? Use the keys, church. Two chapters later, Jesus again talks about binding and loosening. And I want to read it to us in Matthew 18, 18. Jesus tells the disciples, I tell you the truth. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. Whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Jesus again telling them, man, you got some authority that's going to affect what you allow or what you continue to allow in your life, what you don't want to allow in your life. We could pray binding, restraining, limiting the things that we experience. We could pray setting free, permitting what comes against us. 
you ever ask God, man, Lord, why, why is this continuing to happen? I, I just don't get it. I think we've all had those moments, right? We're telling God why. What if God is like, yo, man, I gave you some keys. You just ain't using them. You know, I love my father. He passed away several years ago. And I talk about him frequently just because we done been through some things, you know. It's a love-hate relationship. A lot more love than hate. But he used to call me sometimes talking crazy, okay. He used to call me cussing out. And usually I'd be like, okay, this is where we're going with it. I'm going to give it back to him then. And I would spend my time wasted just arguing with him back and forth, back and forth. And one day as I'm growing in my relationship with Jesus, it hit me. I'm like, God, I don't understand why this man keeps talking crazy to me, why he keep being like this. And God was like, why you keep allowing it? I said, mm, you sure right. Next time my father called me talking crazy, I said, look, man, you can't talk to me that way. You either going to come correct or don't call at all. You either going to come to my house respecting the, the line I put in the sand or you can't come at all. And you know what that did. That set him off even more. But I said, hung up the phone. Hung up the phone. Over time, though, it changed. Them same conversations that we were having problems with, they ain't have them. They ain't exist no more. Church, what if part of the problem that we are having is because we keep allowing things in our life? We're asking God to take them from us, but he's like, I gave you the keys to change it. What are you going to do about it? So church, if there's something going on in your life that you've been asking God for, I really want you to take a hard look and say, man, am I allowing this? Am I choosing for this to continue on? Am I being part of the problem instead of the solution? Because if you need something to be strained, it could be restrained. If you need something to be set free, it could be set free. We just read the word of God and it said that. So what are we currently doing to change it? remember man I know our situations could look like they ain't got no other options but when we choose that we're denying the one that God wants to give us church let's pray exercising God's authority so we could bind so we could loosen the things that we're experiencing I know it's hard it's not easy but it is possible and his authority is waiting to be used in your life his power is waiting to be used, and it's on you to use it. He's asking you to apply it. And the more that you spend time learning these things to pray with this authority and walking with Jesus, the more aligned with his will you become. It really does happen, church, I'm telling you. Because here's the thing, there's, there's a catch to all this, right? is you can only bind and loosen the same things that are going to be bound and loosened in heaven. And that simply means like, yo, if God ain't going to allow it in heaven, then we shouldn't be allowing it down here in heaven. It's that simple. A lot of times we allow things in our life that ain't got no business being a part of it. And then we'll be upset about it. Jesus is like, if that's what you want, then that's what you're going to get. Church, let's access the keys to change this. Because when we pray this way, man, these are the type of prayers that break addictions. These are the type of prayers that stops those generational curses. These are the type of prayers that bring restoration. That your kids will be raised and they say, I don't even know what you talk about. I didn't see that growing up. 
I don't understand how, what you're even saying to me. Pray with authority, church. Use the keys of the kingdom. Let's quit praying them safe prayers. How can I pray for you? Oh, just for my family, for my health. Man, let's be specific. Let's use God's authority and his power. Let's align ourselves with his will so we can see it be done. Another thing that we see as you continue to read this chapter in Matthew 18 is when we pray in agreement, when we come together as believers and pray, guess what? Jesus will authorize our requests. That simply means it's going to happen, church. I want us to read in Matthew 18, verse 19 and 20. He says, I also tell you this. If two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. For where there are two or three gathered together as my followers, I am among them. Church, don't you understand? That means Jesus is here right now. He is here right now. And when we come together and we pray, like these things happen. It's the same way that I've seen healing in my beautiful wife. They said she had cancer a couple years ago. We came on our knees together praying. We had us other people to pray. And you know what happened to that cancer? Gone. It's the same way that I could have my roof ceiling leaking on me and say, Lord, you got to move us up out this house. And we have a new house at the end of the week. We have to pray with the authority, church. He's trying to give us the keys. And from what we just read, he's saying, man, you ain't got to do this alone. There are some people that he's trying to put in our life to help us fight against the enemy. You know, the word of God says, don't forsake the gathering of the saints. And it simply means, hey, man, when people are coming together in my name, don't be stopping them. Don't be mad at them. Let them do what they're doing. Because what did we talk about last week about the church? Right? It's a place for broken people. It's a hospital for the sick. It's a school for the learning. It's a, a place to train. It's just like the gym. It's a home to go meet at. It's a home to live in. The other day, one of our prayer coordinators, Jennifer, sent a text. And she's like, man, I just love y'all so much. And she sent this picture, and it was describing the church. And I, I want them to put it on the screen, and I want to read this to you. It said, church is not an organization you join. It's a family where you belong, a home where you are loved, and a hospital where you find healing. Man, God has put some children in your life because he wants you to experience that, to help you fight. That means them walls that we built up from the broken relationships that we have, we're going to have to bring them down if we want to receive this. That means that that stuff that you're holding on to, you're going to have to share it if you want God to move through it. He said, when two of you come together, I will be there. See what happens when you come together as believers? You add Jesus in the mix, that selfishness gets thrown out the window and you become selfless. All that anger, that bitterness, that pain, it gets transformed into compassion. You start seeing things in a whole different light. And we need that, church, because that aligns us with God's will. And when we talk about what God's will, when we pray that way, it's a wrap. It's done. It's going to happen. That's why coming together and praying is, is so important, it's so powerful, because it accesses God's authority and at least the kingdom in your situation. It's powerful, church. So let's not limit God's move in our situations. You got the keys, church. 
don't know if you ever heard a song. He'd be like, I got the keys, keys, keys. We got the keys, church. That means we can't just leave them hanged up at the house. Can't just leave them sitting in our pocket. God has given you some keys to take you to the place where you're trying to go. He's giving you some keys to get through that door that keeps trying to shut in your face. He's giving you the keys to lock up your house, to lock up the things and keep stuff out. We got to use the keys, church. Use the keys. My challenge for all of us this week, pray with God's authority. Pray with his authority. Not that safe prayer like Jesus, you know, we'll just, just pray. You know, hope, hope my family's well. Like, nah, man. Pray with some authority. I rebuke this in the name of Jesus right now. It has to leave my home. I call on this right now in the name of Jesus. Pray with some power, with some authority. What do we talk about? We got to understand who got the authority, right? God has it. He gave it to his son. Can't access it the world's way. You got to do it God's way. But when you realize that, when you understand who you are in Jesus, you unlock the kingdom of heaven in your life. You unlock the power of God in your life that he could change the situation. I'm telling you, the stuff that you read about physical healing and all these things is, is mind-blowing. But church, I've seen it happen. And that's hard for me to share people and tell people that because they're like, come on, you lying, bro. I can see the tattoos. You, you're a con artist. I'm like, no, nah, man, this, this is really happening. This could really happen with the power of God on your side when you're praying in authority, when you're walking in authority. Man, church, let's, let's take use of the keys. Because a lot of times, we're the thing that's blocking what God's trying to do. We are that hindrance. We are that thing canceling out these prayers. God, if you just take this addiction from me and you, you just, we pray all these things, but then we keep allowing these things. What did God's word say? Man, you have the authority to restrain that. You have the authority to set free from that. It don't matter what the stronghold is. It don't matter what's out of control in your life. I'm giving you the authority to make change in it and access me through it. But will you choose it? Remember, when we come together as believers, Jesus said, we're going to make it happen. So that means you can't go and run and tell everybody your business, okay? You can't just put on Facebook, hey, pray for me. And you see everybody, I'm praying. You're like, you ain't even got a relationship with the Lord. Your prayers are messing up my prayers right now. But we do that, right? Pray for me. How many of you ever seen that? A bunch of people on there. I'll pray for you. Like, I know where you stand, man. You ain't in a good place with God. Like, I don't know if I want you a part of this prayer. He says, man, yo, pray with another believer. When you come in my name, two of y'all, I'm going to help straighten things out so you could do the Father's will in that situation, and then it will be done. Church, let's pray that way. Let me pray. Father, I thank you that you have entrusted us with the keys to the kingdom, Lord. We don't even know what to do with, with the keys in this life, and let alone with your keys. But would you teach us? Would you show us? Would you help us not pray safe prayers, but pray with authority that you give us? Father, help us quit trying to do things our way, the world's way, and help us just follow yours. Father, forgive us for the times that we've requested something and then canceled ourselves out in the same breath. Father, we know that it's not your desire for us. You said nothing will prevail against us. 
that we could do even greater works through your son. So, Father, help us come under your son. Help us receive what you are trying to pass on to us and help us pass it on to those around us. Help us not be afraid of the things that come against us, but call on the name of Jesus and proclaim it in a way that glorifies you. So, Father, I thank you for the power that you give us. I thank you for the way that you're moving in our current situations. And I thank you that I don't have to choose any other option that you didn't say for me. So, Father, help me choose yours. Father, we just thank you. We love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Right now, we're going to go into a time of worship, and we'll have some prayer team members up here. Church, man, really go to them for prayer, okay? I want you to know when you come and you pray with any one of us or anybody, like, that's a confidential thing. We're not going to go and put your business in the streets, okay? We're not going to go post it on Facebook. That's between us standing in agreement with you and saying, okay, God, we're giving it to you, and it's done. It's a wrap. So really know this when you come up here and pray. We, we are standing with you. We love you. And we are standing in agreement that God is going to move in the way that we just asked him to. So let's go on to worship.